Soul Choice in front, Dunkill goes to second. Soul Choice two in front, Dunkill's finishing like a shot out of a gun. Here comes the favourite, Dunkill, with a bit of touch of class, goes on to beat the Philly Soul Choice. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined in studio with Happy himself. Happy as Larry. I might start calling you Larry. Nick Ashman's uh, nickname there. Johnny Walter, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. How many people were not available for me to come back to the seat? You know, like it's been a while. I've, I've got to warn everyone. I've had pre-workout ADD drugs and I've had lollies for breakfast. Uh, the bagman is in trouble. And so is anyone else who comes on the show today. I'm trying to speak at quarter pace just to keep myself in line. Well, it's Australia Day. You've got to be happy. We're happy. We're a positive show. Why is show. everyone not happy? What's eh? this about? What is all this crap? <laughs> How gone are we that Australia Day is not like, at least in our area, I saw the... There's uh they've already got the tents up at seven a.m. there drinking sinking bloody sinking beer at, down the park down the street so you know they're in the spirit why wouldn't you be like apart from you know celebrating with a Warwick farm meeting brutal but um, the lucky the rest country of eh? the lucky country you can sell you can sell imaginary horses that don't even well, exist what date are you going to move it to and what does it matter like what does a date matter like oh my god imagine oh my if god. they did like, in I America. hate everything but. I if can't they, hate that. If they did it in America, they like or any other country. On the 4th of July. Yeah, oh, yeah, and like Bastille Day and all those sort of days. Like you have to have it, it somewhere, don't you? From the 4th of July, there'd be 10,000 deaths. There'd be riots. There'd be like, Jesus. Anyway, whatever. I don't I don't get it. I can understand any side of people whinging. As you know, I'm a, I don't yeah, mind a whinge. But group one whinge. This one. Tell you what uh, is good. Bagman's back. back. Backstreet's back. DK, he's on the cruise. He's trying to win the belly flop competition. Still? He, huh? Yeah. How long does the cruise go for? Oh, it's probably it's like a, a jail days too long for me. It's a jail sentence. But uh, Bagman, uh, he, I'm sure he's uh, got the Barbie firing over in uh, Rattle Raid. How are you, mate? You're back. I am back. I am back on deck, and you've given me the new ball here on the uh, opening segment of the show. There must have been a few scratchings to uh, get me up, mate. Uh, yeah, we're just fighting the tumbleweeds, mate, down here <laughs> in Adelaide. Um, obviously, they've taken over the state. We saw Murray Bridge uh, bite the dust the other week. They're everywhere. I thought they were just a band in the 90s. But uh, no, they're uh, taking over the Murray Bridge race course. Unbelievable. That was unbelievable scenes. And uh, Johnny Kelton, uh, what was doing with his little Hawaiian shirt? There was a few boys out there the other day who flared up on the uh, the party shirts yeah. on racing.com. You guys lost the plot over there? Uh, yeah, it was Bung Fritz Cup Day at... Um, Gawler. Less said about that, the better. I, I won't bore the listeners about how that plays out, but um, yeah, they're in their Hawaiian get-up. John, uh, obviously, that'll be his usual Saturday formal get-up, I'd imagine, for the Eagle. Well, what's a bung fritz, do you reckon? We guess, Walt. What's a bung fritz? Yeah. What do you reckon? That's a day John Kelton loses. <laughs> <laughs> they only happen once every 15 years. Yeah, so <laughs> the bung fritz. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's a bit of homework. Devon, maybe you know it by. Oh, something no. along those lines. Yeah, that's bung fritz. Like a mortadella type scenario. I didn't mind a chicken roll, the same oh, looking sort of Jesus thing, but the Devon never Christ. got me with it. People with Devon with sauce. Oh no, battlers. That's proper battler. That's like chico roll material. That's marathon spring roll. Well, that's material. Australia Day. Don't don't. Hey? It's Australia Day. Chico roll day is the other name for Australia Day. Anyway, I did try the chico rolls, and I've still got. I've only had one. Gangrene. I'm going to have to give it to the kids. One. You, I don't think you're supposed to make them yourself. Like right. You're supposed to go to somewhere where it's been in the cupboard <laughs> for like three, four days, and then you really get the full effect of the Chico Roll. Yeah, yeah. Retain the heat, the Chico Roll. It's an absolute inferno. If you, oh. if you buy hard, you will pay the price. If you're starving and you're ch- – oh, yeah, it's not a good <laughs> outcome. Yeah. No. And Enough of the banner. I think we're a serious betting show, aren't we? Are we? Uh, Supposedly. Well, I haven't been on for a while, but we never used to be, so I don't know what's changed. Are are we educational? 
Oh, yeah, I learned all about, what's his name? Uh, old mates. Uh, yeah, I watched your show the other day. What's his name? The, <laughs> the miner. Yeah, the miner. Jake, you're lookalike. He's not your brother. Jake Fleming oh, from Macbeth. He's, 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 I thought he was my son, so that's, <laughs> a, it's better that he's not my brother than he's not my son, I guess. Scary how much you look alike. What? You huh? both got red hair, so that's that's ninety percent of the way there. Seriously? Speaking of the Magic Millions uh, stream, some yuck results. The first day was a washout, but the boys batted on. Uh, I think the fifty dollars shares returned nineteen dollars and seventy three, which is pretty lackluster. And then day two was uh, pretty average. Also with Scolopini, it was a dark day for most partners. I would have thought twenty nine dollars and forty one cents. So uh, I guess they had half their shirt uh, return there. But I was pretty disappointed. I, I really wanted the wet day to go ahead with a couple of uh, prices sort of snipped some wet trackers that would just excel through, Sky through Lab. the ground. Oh, Skylab would have been a nice hard to beat. Oh, Atlantish nearly won on the dry. He would have been super Mate, hard to please. beat. Hey, The burners, the afterburners Atlantis. would have kicked in on the wet track with the Skylab. Mm. He would have just, Atlantish would have been still plotting out the back. Ty, and Tyressa, that was a funny one on the first day. I think bookies, I, I started to knock the 40s mm. and then I think you alerted me and said, mate, they're going 100. So then I just tried to scramble everywhere and back Tyresa. Chip, chip, chip. Yeah, yeah and, buddy, and then it got back back into sort of 40s again. So yeah, was, I agree. It was a it, real yeah. funny one, wasn't it? It wasn't that track. If you had seen a wet track that was sort of half decent, sort of Eagle Farm wet track, it would have been a, a good betting card for sure. Mm. I think old Platinum would have been hard to beat too. It's, uh, I'm pretty happy that the Bulldozer is going through the Gold Coast track and I thought you were bringing up the Warrnambool Carnival then. I like you would chime into the next stream, the bulldozer, which I've still got PTSD from four years ago, whenever it was. The three days of Warrnambool. When, okay. when is that? So let's okay. The old Gold Coast track that's just being bulldozed mm. as we speak. If you had to bet on a track for the rest of your life, and there was only two tracks, two options: the old Gold Coast track or mm. Warrnambool. Which would you pick? Oh Christ! That's a tough. Well, one, isn't there it? a third one? <laughs> no. Sports betting at a, into a dollar eighty seven. Take your pick. Yeah, Port, Port Augusta. Augusta. Port Augusta. I'd rather take on the tumbleweeds. Um, I don't <laughs> mind betting at Gold Coast normally because you get eight horse fields and they're crap horses. But uh, big fields, it's just it's just not built for it. It's I, not built for it. I'd take the bull. Bagman, pills on the line. Oh, you're taking the bull. I think. Yeah, you, you got to follow those home trainers, mate. That's all you got to do. Can we can we bring back a couple of old trainers back to the fold just for the just for the the carnival? Can Who? we bring McLean and Weir back for uh, old time's sake just Smurden. for that? Yeah, Bobby Smurden. There's yeah. a taxi driver in Queensland, isn't there? Who uh, needs a gig? <laughs> there's a few. There's a few floating around. Yeah, and then I'm there, Pat Malone. I did see the boys get paid. Guys uh, got a million dollars in the pool, so it's amazing what happens when the industry gets behind them. There, hmm. tell you what, tough. It is a tough one. We, obviously, um, we you don't win every stream, but they only had six races to operate. Very tricky. You're betting into pretty fluffy percentage markets over there with the NZ Tote, which is a a closed shop, or NZ TAV, and mm, like surprise, they got away with fifty percent of their bank. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a bit of a crazy one, isn't it? Because it's so good for the industry, or the the way the build up, or the way the goes do it, the way they get behind it, like you say, the way they actually um, support them in in every fashion they possibly can. Problem is, if you did it here, they'd want to use Sky Channel talent. Um, let's just put it that way, I guess, to do it. If you could do it, that's if it's in New South Wales. But even then, it, you know, it's it's such a solid platform. I, you know, they probably don't use it as well as they can either over there, as in from a, a educational perspective. It's obviously very good for building the the hype and everything. But like you say, it's um, you know, like we've got such a better product 
and what they can do with what, like you say, six races mm. on a limited, um, you know, schedule, few few race meetings they can use it a year. We've probably got twenty that we could do that sort of thing on, and and it could um, it could it could go viral, you know, similar things to what we do. Um, but if you gave it the exposure they get, um, you know, it could go world poker tour like, you know, it could go crazy. It's uh, Sky Channel talent there. Gary Harley betting with a million dollar pool. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that's TV. <laughs> that's it. And all of them, like, yeah, like imagine poor old Brad Gray. He goes, oh, you know, I like, I like one, two from three here, and then it comes in four, five, six, and after the race, he'd be like, well, four, five, six was the obvious, but I just, you know, I just didn't want to go that way. <laughs> oh, they they drive you insane. But um, oh, it's so good, but it's frustrating watching it from here. I think more than more than anything, um, because we've just got. We've got it on them in every way, shape, and form. Our, our product. It's just uh, we can't band together. Whether it's punters and PRAs or state to state, or uh, everyone wants to fight each other rather than making the best of what is the best product in the world. Hmm. I, I dare say, not just I guess our talent on the show, but uh, Australian punters in general. I, I think Australian punters would have twenty lengths conservatively on Kiwi punters. Well, we've Oof. got yeah, like I said, product-wise, uh, we've got everything we can possibly hope for here. But if you if you did it properly and spent a bit of time on it and, and tried to put a few people in a room that were, you know, good in their area together, I think we'd be hard to beat. You know, like um, you know, Bagman Kelton go to Adelaide and and uh, you know people that specialise in their own areas. It'd be it'd be pretty special, I think, um, if if you package it up pretty well and and put egos and. Uh, Differences aside, I think we'd um, we'd have some good fun with it. I'd, I'd even say that the the talent out of Tasmania would be able to knock off anyone comfortably in uh, in New Zealand. Nico, I might have to check Nico's brands. Nico's starting to deflect. He's on the show today, but uh, he's, he might have been a proposal. A lot of people like and these small groups of horses and that running out. I always find it quite difficult because it sort of tends to be more tactical and about riders and things than than a, than talent a lot of the time and preparations, but. It's, um, yeah, some people excel in in areas with small groups of forces. You know, you're talking about Bagman and Kelton just uh, dominating Adelaide, so we'll talk about that next. But um, quick one, if you missed our first show back uh, around Magic Means time, we've got a new sponsor, the Comics Lounge in Melbourne. They're the home of comedy in Errol Street in North Melbourne. So nothing better than a giggle. Um, even Walt doesn't mind a bit of comedy. Yeah, just I look at myself in the mirror three, four times a day. Have a good laugh. <laughs> the other thing is you can hire their regulars. So if you're looking for a uh, stand-up comedian or want to throw a party, you can. Uh, they got to think. I think they got a, bit, a host of about twenty different people in their stable. I can name. Have we got anyone up here, or is it all Melbourne-based? Well, DK is a comedian. He doesn't travel though. Only <laughs> he doesn't on boats. Tra- doesn't travel. <laughs> He's slowly. But make sure you check out the Comics Lounge. It's an absolute beauty. So not just the comedy festival in Melbourne. These guys are. Uh, five or six days a week so they're uh, up and about and uh, great to have them on board on today's show we've got donnie back he's got a bet at uh bow desert for the syndicate today he's a hunter donnie he's not a fighter he'll uh, go anywhere for a winner so looking forward to his best today uh captain positive over here Walt. he'll uh look at the rose hill extended nom card he was very upset there was only four or five horses uh, in the expressway but he's going to have a look at uh that field now it's uh extended Johnny's uh, he's so passionate about it. Uh, he gives himself uppercuts when he misses a loser. So, some uh, that was bad, yes, a so. bit of a head noise yeah, tweet that twenty one, minutes it? before the. Well, she she just destroyed it first up at fifties and we're on, and then like a race that was devoid of a leader yesterday. I'm like, oh well, you just assume that they're just going to drag it out again. And his horse in the first race, Pain, was done. This is, did the same thing, and then I missed the change of tactics to leave. I just want to 
and it blew in the market. How did it not start six to four? Like after after they announced it, it was a pretty crazy bad miss, but that happens. You need to have a look at stewards' reports, change of tactics. Yeah, well, that was late. They were late. They were late. It was like 20 minutes before the race. Um, I thought they had to be in by 11 a.m. or something like that. I I don't know. Who knows what those rules are? Tell you what's what's in on time is the Queensland steward reports are very fast compared to other states. I I noticed New South Wales are very slow. Mixed. Mm. New South Wales, yeah. Depends on the situation of the day. It's like sometimes uh, they have to get them approved. It feels that way anyway. And... uh, Country and provincial, it's like they have to go through an editorial process rather than being uh, sent directly by stewards. Whereas the metro ones are quite quick getting out. Done and dust. Yeah, but mm. the uh, the others seem to like they have to go through a editorial process. Yeah, back to horse yesterday had a really good swing at it and it uh, pulled up with uh, atrial fibrillation. And I, I had a big walk. I went and checked the crab pots out the back. Scoot fibrillation, they call mm, it. Oh god, yeah. it's probably the biggest bet I've had for a while. Got a great price. Where at? Like, Doombin. Oh, doom. Mm. Oh, there's not Ran the thing last. that was behind the leader. Ran last. L- Larry Box Gaffin. seated. Yeah, yeah. box seated. No, six awful. to four to four to one. See, they're the ones that they should be a public. Um, Stoning. You're not st- you're st- they're, they're <laughs> should be a There should nearly be a press release from them over those sorts of situations because they're so smelly horse. It's like 250 to $4 uh, box seats doesn't finish the course. Those horses, like whether it's a, just a simple thing, vet, whatever, they should publicly follow those sorts of things up just to have, you know, your, uh, confidence from the market next time because it's just too too smelly. Betting was betting was cleared. Canada uh, horse was had an issue. Yeah. Play on. Yes, yeah, so that's an interesting one. So I think it has to have an ECG and trial before it's next start. But um, it would be interesting to follow that story and figure it out because uh, it looked, looked perfectly placed and the race was won by an absolute camel. So interesting there but no surprise. Nico's back. Uh, he's on loan again, as I, uh, as I said on last week's show, to 927. So he's been subbing in for Dean Lester, who we wish well in his battle uh, with his cancer there. So I think last time I checked the bank, the bank there for him, I think it was like 280K. I haven't checked it in the last yeah. uh, few days. But it's good to see the racing uh, industry rally around. It's good that Nico can fill in for him uh, through uh, Limited January. narcs too. I expected more narky action against um, Dean, but it just shows how popular he is because there's always narcs in these sorts of situations. But no one, like a... Uh, Say a Tony Brassel, you would be scared how many hours that dude has put into racing mm. over the years. And, you know, I'd never want to see anyone in the position Dean's in, and he's had a lot more trouble over the years than even what he's facing now. But, um, you know, these guys really do provide a lot of people a lot of fun and enjoyment in an, in, a, in an industry that we sort of take for granted. So he deserves everything he gets. So fingers crossed he can uh, bounce through that okay. Uh, your back bagman, 40 to 1 winning last week. Murray Alta was a, uh, a shrewd little find. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, as you said, tumbleweeds. You had oak bank. You had that slippery surface. You've had a fair bit to deal with in Adelaide over the last uh, couple of weeks. So hopefully we can get uh, some... Uh Continual, oh yeah, just some uh, stability over there in Adelaide, but uh, seems a little tricky one with the Oak Bank uh, watering of the track there. They might uh, need to rethink a couple of their policies. But you were probably one of five people on course there, so you really, you really fly under the radar, Bagman. That's what I like about you, just you know, an assassin in the bushes. But um, tell you what uh, is something you need to try is the Top Sport uh, new app and mobile site. It's a complete reskin. So if you've been asleep or you've been in the wilderness, make sure uh, you give Top Sport a go. They help us with the shows and the uh, the streams. So download their new app and give it a spin. It is market leading. It's as good as anyone. 
and uh, of course they're Australian owned and operated, so they're not a fly by the night operation. Let's uh, let's start cracking into some races at uh, Morfittville, and uh, the first one we've got here is uh, race three on Saturday, and it's uh, Miss Muccini. Uh, $2.45 favourite here, Endlessly three ten. Winning Revolution $4, uh, The Trance Factor $12, Sandbuck 14 and 20s or better. The rest, let's have a look at its last start uh, replay here with the uh, black and gold star at Oakbank. Yes, this is uh, Miss Machini's first up this day. She's um, always showed a little bit of talent in this filly, but has sort of failed to put it together every prep. And has, as you can see from its first up record, all the wins have been first up. This was first up, um, got the split around the 200 metre mark and cruised away for a comfortable victory. Look, in fairness, probably didn't beat a lot. There's no world beaters in that field, but... This field on Saturday is not a lot harder either. Um, you've got horses like the Trans Factor, etc., who are at their level. Um, they're not getting any better. The ones who are lightly raced struggle to win. Endlessly is one from 11. Win- winning Revolutions, one from eight. These horses probably are no world beaters. Miss Machini is the horse on the way up. David Jolly could train my daughter's rocking horse probably to win a race at the moment. Lockie Neindorf uh, is a little bit too good too for the SA riders since coming back. Really, um, it's a good acquisition, and with that one and a half claim, is a uh, really a, a little bit extra for the punters really to latch on to. So, Miss um, Machini, and uh, here's my little uh, audition for the Comics Lounge. We'll get the uh, Grand Syndicate's hat on there. I'm a prop sort of man, so uh, we'll uh, go, uh, Miss Machini. Best bet on the card, race three at Morfordville. Beautiful, two dollars forty-five. Can it start odds on this thing? I think it can. Um, not that we want it to, or hopefully it drifts out to six bucks and bolts in. But um, uh, I think there will be support for it. I've, punters want to take that early price. I think they're uh, locking in pretty good value. How does it does it handle the tumbleweeds? All right, it's got any form with the weeds. <laughs> yeah, it says tumbleweeds one from one, so oh, nice. um, it will be. Uh, yeah, it, it's got very good dodging skills. It's got the palming off. Yeah, beautiful. I don't know how that was. Is there any long-term um, solution for that? Because it's just still out in the paddock, isn't it? Like the, that could happen again because apparently there's billions of them out there. As good as the Murray Bridge race course is, is literally a track in a paddock. Um, so I've only had 15 years to plant trees. So let's, <laughs> maybe, maybe we can start now. <laughs> it's just peak racing, isn't it? It is. It is just, oh, oh no, that's <laughs> very reactive. Not proactive. John Wayne, like you just feel like they do the showdown at sunset, like isn't it? This is the OK Corral. They maybe they could do that, like build a old school like Western village around the joint to box it in or something. Do you reckon the tumbleweed that hit Terry McAuliffe was legit, or was it? Did they just like, just did one of the racing star camera crew just go? <laughs> Richie Callender, Richie Callender just the thought it, was a, it was one of his ideas. Hey, he was an audition for the Comics Lounge, I think yeah, that was. Yeah, uh, yeah it's um. Not a great situation down there. I don't know how they're going to fix it either. But, um, yeah, it's hopefully uh, there's no strong winds at Murray Bridge again. Rabbit proof fence. Who knows? All right, so uh, the the Durbridge Stakes is race number eight. And this uh, this looks like a, a hot little field here. And Kemmel Pass is a favourite, $3.10. It's over 1,100 metres, this one. Uh, See You in Heaven, $3.40. Bo Ross, a seven. Calypso Rain, one of my favourites, eight fifty. Shimino, 13. Astra Rapova, $13. Ironclad, $15. Now they think he's a sprinter. Pass a fall, $19, and one more Jack, $26. We're going to have a look at uh, 
a somewhat hidden sort of trial. I say that because it um, they didn't really link it up properly on the uh, SA trial site. And just while I can put my two bobs worth in, why, why don't SA trials just get published on the racing.com website? Like They'll just get more exposure, more wagering, and it'll just be easier for blokes who are lazy as like me to uh, find. But um, talk, talk us through this uh, trial, Bagman, because I've just had my little drive-by shooting. <laughs> Dan, this trial at Strathalb and Bo Rossa and See You in Heaven are both in this. Bo Rossa ends up winning the trial quite soft and See You in Heaven running second. Durbridge is under weight for age conditions, so Kimmel Pass is pretty much thrown in at the weights for 58.5 with its rating and form lines. Won this race last year. Should uh, settle handy in the run. Look, I don't think there's a lot of value in the price for Kimmel Passer. Uh, see you in heaven, obviously, is the one that is really advantaged under this scale. 53 and a half. You saw it win the Sandown Guineas. It's ran well during the carnival, uh, during Cup Week down there at Flemington. It looked good in the recent trial, too, there at Strathalbyn. Again, I'm not sure there's a lot of value in that price. Um, 1100 for mine at this level is a little bit of a query. So I think they're both around their mark. I've got Camel Passer at $3.10 favourite. So and see you in heaven at around three sixty. They I won't be risking them, but I won't be getting involved. I thought the one probably outside of those two was Bo Rossa. Uh, I've noticed it has accepted for Mooney Valley. Jamie Carr has been put on at Mooney Valley. Todd Panel is the rider in South Australia. It'll be interesting to see where they go. If Bo Rossa can get back to that form, the ratings that it's possible, it could definitely take out this race. Hopefully, it drifts out to ten dollars. Hopefully, it runs in Adelaide. And uh, I'll be having a couple bucks each way on that. All right, I'm just going to throw two names at, at you. So Calypso Rain, any chance Barrier One might not be suited? No, not underway for age conditions. I'm, I've got that quite a bit longer. And then Parsifal was the other horse that I thought was okay in the um, the Christmas stakes. Yeah, there's, I think Parsifal may have seen better days. Sorry, John. Okay, okay, we'll put the pen uh, right through them, and that's uh, not an issue at all. So. Um, Interesting to see what the market does with uh, See You in Heaven. Might get a, uh, a longer price just based off map. And obviously Bagman, um, Miss Muccini. If you want more of uh, Bagman stuff, he's uh, betting a lot on Oatbanks and Gawler and Strathalban for our Little Birdie Syndicate, and he's uh, going okay. So if you've been following the Little Birdie Syndicate, you would have hit uh, Morialto or you would have found that one at uh, 40s. I think it was 40s into 20s or something like that last week. So uh, very good find and very shrewd find and, uh, yeah, knocked over some uh, very heavily fancied horses. So love his work uh, on the outskirts. Haven't met minded you from uh, the opening bounce. Uh, got a good clearance there and kicked the goal or the new ball, as as you sort of say in your uh, cricket parlance. But uh, great to have you back, Bagman, and uh, enjoying your work. And we'll, we'll see you next week or in the uh, not-too-distant future. Thanks, mate. Excellent, guys. Have a good weekend on the punt. We'll see you soon. See you, mate. Good luck. We'll uh, reset here, and uh, Nico Noonan, not sure about his uh, marital status, but uh, I know he's been in Tassie, and all of a sudden he's starting to be a uh, bit of a switch. He's been in Tassie, so huh? he's, he's actually travelling down there now. I don't know what he's doing, signing a big contract with Taz Racing or Racing.com. He's, doing, he's moonlighting as a, a sort of a semi-Tassie-slash-Victorian form expert. I don't know what, what he's doing. What? He might just be looking for um, wedding venues or something. Maybe he'll be in Antarctica soon. Where does he go next? He just keep going south. Where's he? There's nowhere else to go. Don't know. So has punning form. Will travel. He's got his laptop and do they do sectionals? Antarctica rifle? sectionals. They'll be. They will be soon. Punning form. <laughs> now they're gone global. Can't wait. Can't wait. The, the, if they can get Japanese sectionals, that'd be pretty cool. 
No. Why? We don't need any more grey. We don't need we don't need to be more. Bad. No, we've got enough. More, as my daughter. We've got says. enough. Yeah, we'll take a commercial break and we'll talk to Nico in a second. All right, now it's time to uh, chat to Loverboy himself. Nico Noonan joins us. Uh, how are you, Nico? I don't know how I've got that tag, but uh, I'm a good boy. So, uh, ready to rip into a big uh, 2023. Come on, mate. We're worried. We've put, you've been on like a month loan. Sort of like a does he love his new missus? Does he love Tasmanian racing? Does he love racing.com? What does 927? he love? Loves it all. Nine two seven. Geez, I tell you what, he's got a couple of hats on. He's got yeah, he hey. does. Yeah. Oh, first things first. Hat? Have you proposed? Who too? No, de- definitely, a- definitely not. Oh, you're <laughs> off. Are you still on? I'm oh, still on, but that is a, a long way away. That so we're just trying to find some winners in the meantime. So uh, that's that's the main aim for 2023. Back some more winners. Okay, sorry, serious racing show, but um, Friday night, you nailed this one, um, race five at Launceston, the Taz Guineas. Uh, we'll just have a look, quick look at the market because the Dunk Hill's $1.35, Soul Choice three ninety, Royal and Tough $9.50. Uh, I know what you're doing is $11 and then uh, don't worry about the rest, but um, you picked this from a long way out, Dunk Hill going here. This is just a trot up. He, he just Do they jump on the boat? Do they just cruise over on the barge? Of course. Is that all they do? Yeah. yeah. Didn't you didn't you follow the cleaner? No. Nah. The cleaner used to get on the boat every Thursday night, race at the Valley Friday. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. That's all right. Mick Burles. This poor horse, like, seriously. Oh, well, it'll win, won't it? You'd, you'd think so. It's pretty hard to get held up like it does every start in a six-horse field, surely. Nico, $1.35, multi-fodder. Oh, yeah. I I kind of thought he'd go up shorter, to be honest. So he went up a dollar fifty, I think, and now he's into a dollar thirty-five. I thought it'd more be like a dollar twenty, but um Given his main danger in the race is Soul Trace, who he overcome massive difficulty to beat last start. Now he gets up to 2,100 metres um, in a smaller field and drawn a barrier where you'd think it's pretty hard for him to get held up. Uh, yeah, I would be expecting he, he does start shorter than $1.35. I think a lot of the big punters and the syndicates could get pretty involved with him, as they have in all of his runs, to be honest. So, um, no, he'll probably go down as one of the best winners of the, uh, the Launceston Guineas on Dunkelk. Someone, someone, well, we got Jack and I racing today on Australia Day, and someone told me he should be a dollar twenty chance, and I think he's about evens at uh, Top Sport. And there's a little little promo for all our uh, loyal followers via the email. So if you check your uh, emails there, you'll see something about Jack and I if you get it in time. But um, mm, looks Ooh. looks a good thing there. Ooh. I've seen Dragonstones into second favourite. Looking, well, that's good. I've backed it. Launceston race six, though, on Friday night is uh, a horse. It was a bit of an eye catcher for you. I've got, got no market for top sport, so you'll have to tell us what price you'd be taking about it. But the horse here is Wolf Rain. So it's uh, in the blue here. Uh, it's third. It's just sitting in behind the leaders. Just just picks them up nicely and just goes whoosh. Yeah, I think by the time most of the punters listen to this show, the market should be out. Um, she's a Victorian horse, Wolf Rain, who's, Head down to Tasmania. Matt Brown can travel a few of his horses down there. And this is her first up run off a pretty solid jump out at Cranbourne. And then she just put pay to her rivals. So I think this is an okay form race. It was against the Phillies and Mares, but she really just comes away from them late. You look through her form sort of last duration. She bumped into Shandon Burge and Mere Fancy and even wasn't sort of too far off my Yankee girl. Um, she She's a progressive mare. She's four now. I think this stables are really about to turn a corner. Um, she was a big winner there. They had a winner a few weeks ago at Cranbourne, designer dreamer. He doesn't have many runners, Matt Brown, but uh, I think it's a stable you can back with a fair bit of confidence. And I think they're just probably keeping her down there to win a race like on 
probably tomorrow night, um, bump her rating up and maybe get into some listed class or group class racing coming up in Tasmania for the mayors, which is, um, I think there's a big meeting at Hobart where a few of them sort of head to. So I would imagine she's on that sort of path and uh, they'd be wanting her to win tomorrow night to get there. I think anything sort of above 350 is probably pretty takeable. Um, I think she probably, you'll probably get that. Um, first up, she run well on the punting form data to, it's a near career best, so uh, I'd be expecting her to sort of hold that level at least and maybe even elevate off it, given she's a four-year-old mare now. But I, I was kind of keen to back her. I thought she was the best bet of the night. We could maybe have a small save of the two, um, GG Plain, who will probably get back and be hitting the line, um, probably comes through the stronger form references. Does have to have an apprentice jockey, though, but um, it would maybe be the horse you could probably save on, given he's got some stronger form throughout his career. But... I think she's a, a mare on the up and uh, hopefully we can uh, kickstart the weekend off on the right note with Wolf Rain. I was going to tip two at Mini Valley, but there's just so many double acceptors at that meeting. I just didn't know where they'd sort of land. So I didn't want to be tipping a scratching. So I thought we'll go to Tassie, hopefully something for the punters there and race number six, Wolf Rain. Beautiful. So anything around the $3 mark is uh, good shopping there. On Saturday, it is uh, the Valley. It's Australia Stakes. So they've uh, retained that uh, meeting, even though it isn't Australia Day. And uh, the market here is interesting with Jigsaw $3 looking for his fourth straight win on fire. That horse snapper uh, $4.20 and becoming a bit of a uh, straight track specialist there at Flemington. Turath $5 coming uh, back here first up after a, uh, a big flop at Flemington. Bo Rossa is $8. Calypso Rain, as uh, Bagman alluded to, it's a dual acceptor. $8.50. Ironclad $10. Western Empire at $14. And then you got Superstorm first up here at $15. But uh, the win that you were taken by, Nico, was Snapper. And it's in the uh, the blue with a lightning bolt for those who haven't seen it when he wins uh, the standish here. Yeah, it was a tough day to make ground down the straight this day. Western Empire is also in this three place sort of down the outside. Um, Vespertine struggled to make ground. I'd be probably forgiving of the horses back in the field who couldn't make a whole lot of ground. So I think he definitely had like the perfect storm here to win this race. But um, I think there's a real case getting back to Mooney Valley. You could probably say he's a better horse at Mooney Valley. Track and distance, he's had seven starts before wins in the second, and he ran a huge race in uh, one of the big Mooney Valley sprint features um, last year. So. I just thought with the way this race sort of pans out, um, I think Jigsaw will probably lead him and he'll probably sit off him. The main play in the race is I think I just want to be against Jigsaw. Um, I think Snapper might just sort of camp off him and gobble him up late with the maybe potential the back markers are just too far out of the race. But um, Jigsaw's recent form sort of over 1,000, 1,100 metres, especially in this type of grade. He was, I know he won last start in the Christmas Stakes, but he was all out at the end of 1,100 metres. And I just think with the potential of Snapper pressing him early, um, I think Jigsaw will probably lead him, but yeah, I think that you know McNeil will really ramp it up on Jigsaw and make it a true 1200 meter test. Um, I'd be looking to probably mark Snapper favourite and think he probably has every chance here, and I'd probably want to be against Jigsaw at sort of three dollars. I think he could be a good lay. Churaf, she ran in this race last year, and never seen her in the yard. She just had a lot of improvement to come, so I wouldn't be shocked if that's the same here. She probably gets the run of the race, may just have a bit more class than them, but she hasn't had to jump out, so which makes things interesting. Um, Bo Rossa, Calypso Rain, and I think Ironclad are all double accepted, so where they sort of land. I'd be interested in Bo Rossa if he came here. I thought his trial leading into this was uh, was pretty good, but I think Snapper just might have the run of the race, and I think Jigsaw's a real query at the end of 1,200 metres. So maybe the way to play in the race is lay Jigsaw, maybe have 
snapper for a result and then the rest of them if they blouse and you got a result but i'd be keen to very much oppose jigsaw good boy to play it all right so snapper's the main bet and then uh bo rossa that ironclad it's i find it interesting they've turned ironclad into a uh a horse that can sit on pace here and i thought the last couple of efforts been good so he might be uh one to keep safe in your uh multis or if you're brave enough, those same same race multis that Top Sport now do. Outstanding, Nico. And uh, obviously, punningform.com.au uh, is a lifesaver for you. Great Western form, Tassie form, any form in Victoria, Sydney, Adelaide. Uh, you can do it anywhere. So uh, obviously, punning form has been a really good tool for you. So have your laptop, have your punning form guide, and we'll travel anywhere for a winner. So Good to have you back, Nico. Can't wait to have you back in the saddle uh, on a week-to-week basis and uh, from the yard as well. Where's DK? Is he back next week or is he still sort of cruising around Australia? I think he should be back. He'll be back next week. Belly flop winner. So uh, we've given him one job. He just needs a video of him in the belly flop competition that he's trying to defend the title as well. Let's just put it out. He's been gone a lot longer than he's been on the cruise. So <laughs> the definition of DK being back or not is going. He's, 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 he's a liberal one. <sighs> DK, I miss him. All right, Nico, good luck on the weekend, and uh, it's great to have you back. Thanks, boys. Hopefully a few winners. Fingers crossed. All right, it's time to look at uh, Rosie Hill. We love it up at North Korea. Uh, well, you've been on fire lately in your um, your Discord and your Telegram group, your racingwatch.com.au stuff is just airborne at the moment. Kalino uh, on uh, the last show that we did a couple of weeks ago, it was a uh, drifter. They took it on, and it just went bang down the outside. So absolutely beautiful. Tell you what, I'm a little bit flat. There's a match race on Saturday, and you, buddy, you haven't even. What's that one? You haven't. Uh, you're not going to do the preview for me. Which one? Oh, so the most interesting race is the highway race one. You got uh, a girl's best friend, Okalawa. How is that a match race? There's about 27 King, horses in it. King of Spades. What about him finding Luke Rolls for the highway? That just does my head in on that tricky horse. Like you finally get a chance to put a jockey on it, and mm. you you put the sausage on. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I. You very, don't want very me to be careful happy. this time of year that these horses, a lot of them, the ones that are eligible for uh, local um, qualifiers, they get penalised if they – you just got to have a look at their benchmarks. There's, what I'm saying is a lot of these horses aren't motivated to win to get at this time of year in certain races. So it's, it's Tricks. desperately difficult to um, betting with confidence into highway races and these sort of level races in country areas at this time of year just because – um, how, how things fall. It, it's, it's all about ratings. It's all about preparation for uh, something that they, they've got in mind a lot of the time. I'm not saying horses aren't trying. It's just that um, some days are grand final, some days aren't. So, yeah, that, that is an interesting race. That a girl's best friend and a laka laka la too. Um, I don't even mind indicative drawn out with J Mac. Think it'll roll forward and run well. It's probably the one to beat, to be fair, around Rose Hill. But, um, yeah, I'll leave the highway for. For later, it was a pretty. I know I carry on. It was a pretty tough card. Let me tell you. I nearly went Colino again just for it, because it's bloody the Waller Waller and third. Th- he, he broke the second up. Voodoo Waller went bang bang Colino and stays twelve hundred again. They finally worked out. It's a twelve hundred meter horse, uh, fourteen hundred maximum, and and uh, looks like it'll get a soft run. And if that soft track stays around, it's probably the best suited in the race too. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Colino won again. But you sound excited for once about Sydney racing. No, I'm not. I'm saying I'm not, but the, the, I'm, I'm just am. They're doing a good job up there, though, aren't they? No. Oh, yes. PVL's doing a good job with the NRL. They've still got the pay dispute going on. It's get, that sounds ugly. What's up? I, I read an article in The Guardian by Nick Tedeschi, and it sounds like they're still at loggerheads, and it sounds like all the NRL players are 
digging their toes in, won't do any media, and it could drag on into the season. And the only thing he seems to respond to is people that go head-to-head with him. Um, yeah, so it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, but it is what it is. Beautiful. I'm very excited about Rose Hill on Saturday. Got the highway, but then you got the You'll be on State. King's Gambit at the 140? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Wouldn't have thought so. Jeez, it's nice and short. But, uh, no, actually, it is probably the most interesting lot of two-year-olds we've seen. There's actually quite a few debuting in Melbourne today, which is interesting. I saw what Anthony Friedman say they've only had two, two two-year-olds come through. They've got six run today, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah, maybe this is the year when post-Christmas two-year-olds come to the fore because we haven't seen a lot. Um, yeah, trying to work out whether that uh, Platinum Jubilee, I can't remember the name of Golan's horse because it destroyed my life. Um, Skirt the Law. Yeah, Skirt the Law. It looks a very nice horse. Whether that form's strong enough for, for slippers or after Saturday we'll be talking about horses like, you know, King's Gambit, Learning to Fly, these sorts of horses which do look, you know, right on the up, perfect proposal. So uh, I think Saturday is going to be very pivotal for, uh, you know, the slipper markets and those sorts of things. Obviously it will be, you know, Widden and Canterbury or whatever it's called. They're always great lead-ups, but uh, this, this year looks more, Important than most. Just on the Magic Muse, it was interesting to see Macbeth twist themselves up with that skirt law. They liked it the week before. I guess probably price-driven, $15 into sort of $6, missed the price there, and then the races get called off. Then it opens back up six fifty. The bookies learnt the trick. Horse comes out and wins, and then you got the hard luck story, Platinum Jubilee, and then some will love it. Even Tristan's horse went enormous as well. Yeah, well, the favourite was just ridiculous. Like it was just stupid price uh, no matter what happened in the race and that was kind of what attracted me more than anything to bet in the race and I, I was actually surprised they sort of didn't go with it just from listening to johnny mcleod before the race uh give glowing yeah he wanted to take to the it. horse home yeah yeah and and that's often and he was a knock-on platinum jubilee from a uh a, a maturity perspective too so it was kind of a bit of a default play wasn't because it? it was sort of as we went through it there weren't many horses that were winning chances and, and it ticked a few boxes 1200 meters so maybe in hindsight it was one of the you know the old uppercuts that i'd like to give myself you know probably like his time over again and so would reggie but i was actually a little bit surprised that empire japan kept coming though like yeah well, so it was in the right spot it was never gonna it? win but it was no, still just like it was in the right spot um, i i'd written it off like four times in the run and i'm like well, it's still sort of just trying to whack away yeah well look, that's it like it was a 10 15 to 1 chance it was always going to run okay a bit similar to how it went first up it's just it wasn't a horse that seemed to have a lot of upside compared to the rest, and it just couldn't start favourite. Good race. It was it was an interesting race. Anyway, Rose Hill Race Five, the Wooden Stakes. We'll get back on track here. Learning to fly as a favourite here, three ninety. Perfect proposal, four dollars twenty. Cigar flick six fifty. Steel City. Mm, that was a heartbreaker for the first day for the Macbeth team. Seven fifty ran second. Uh, had looked like it had every chance. Divine Glory nine fifty. Dipsy Doodle. Good name for a horse, $13. Uh, just glamorous. Gaybot horse, $13. I think it was uh, vying for a Magic Man start and didn't get a run for memory. Uh, and then you got uh, Steffi Magnetica. It was the Magnetica. second the week before. Was didn't it? Didn't get a run in that. Um, in the, uh, the, and the stable mate came out and won the race. Yeah, yeah, in that funny, in the week before the Magic Man's race. Mm. Mm, that's right. Correct. All right, that's the market there. And we're going to have a look at uh, a trial, learning to fly the favourite here on the 16th of Jan, Coolmore Dark Blue. Uh, got the full version of this, so it's on the inside. It's a dark blue with a grey cap. Yeah. So that these two horses have trialed sort of head to head um, twice this time in. So perfect proposal. I think it ran second to insert name here. Was it Platinum Jubilee or was it that race? I'm not sure. So it's uh, it's form. Oh, shoot, I've got it right in front of me. Probably uh, helps. So yeah, it did run second, led in that Platinum Jubilee race. 
looked quite immature there, so a horse that you sort of wanted to keep an eye on this time in. Uh, drawing a line through that, obviously the form's pretty strong. This horse learning to fly is coming around heels now. Uh, sort of cruised with Platinum Jubilee, their first trial, this time given a bit of a dig, but uh, the inside horse has also clicked up and whilst, you know, this horse is bit green, certainly... Head, head on the side, what's that Yeah, mean? it's hard to sort of see what whether he tried to half shut it down or, or what went on there, but um, I do think this horse has looked like it's got the wood on perfect proposal in both its trials. Uh, obviously, gaze horses, you know, tend to uh, improve race day and... and you know, sort of their, their trial form carries on to race day. So I don't uh, – I think what I'm trying to get to is that I, I, I don't see it turning the tables if they have the similar sort of luck in transit here. Obviously, Perfect Proposal will probably be in front of learning to fly in the run, but I don't think it's devoid of speed. You certainly watch its first trial. It sort of bounced with Perfect Proposal there and maybe it's a little bit slower away there, but it's, it's sort of drawn in a nice spot here where it should get a good card across just behind them from – Horses like Cigar Flick, um, I'm assuming Just Glamorous will try and head forward. Obviously got back its first start, but that was a bit of a, a cast ride from our friend Shuey. And then, um, yeah, I think they'll run along here, you know, a horse like Steel City. It's just this is the horse that uh, stood out to me as, as one that looks like it's going to uh, uh, had been given the time to sort of strengthen up and is a strongish looking two-year-old, which is what we've been lacking. Um, and that was probably the... The deciding factor in races like the Magic Millions, obviously that winner was was in the right spot, but looked super strong, and I think that's what won at the race. The other horse uh, that I'm interested in here, yeah, which, let's uh, have a look at uh, Cigar Flick. So it won on the sixth uh, Jan in heavy condition, so it's in the Cerise outside leader. Yeah, headbutt moment. It had trialed really well also, and it was this meeting where it absolutely hosed down and uh, drew the outside gate there, and what really sure it was one of those sort of waller. Uh, head head scratches where you weren't sure that they'd put it into the race being debut 1100 heavy track or they'd sort of drop it out and, and uh, not be too concerned about the result on this day but uh, she sort of raced a bit out of a pattern I would say here just sort of put outside leader and put them away just just had a plenty on them class wise uh, concede only going forward uh, ability wise obviously if it is a little bit soft it's already handled that condition I see it being really strong too I just uh, I, I do really think it's probably the the raced horse to beat, um, and then you know learning to fly. It's just about you know sort of what it produces on race day. But it certainly looks like they'll they'll run along a bit here. It should just sit off them. I don't think it'll be you know even if it gets back to sort of good range or soft five, it it shouldn't be on fire the track, which will help learning to fly as well. Um, there's, it's a deepish looking race, even like sort of Dipsy Doodle. I thought it trialed up quite nicely, but I think it's um, I think it's a pretty nice horse. This learning to fly four dollars is not. Nothing to write home about, I don't think. Like, it's not a, a race that I'll be uh, in the cupboard for, if you want to put it that way. But I yeah. do think it's a decent enough play to make both of these horses um, winning winning ways and obviously learning to fly the better better option of it. I, you know, specking races like this in the size, probably not silly either. If it's um, if it's a big enough price, sort of what, 25 to 150 to 1, something like that, to be worrying about playing in early futures markets, but I do think it's a horse that looks pretty progressive. How's Annabelle going in Sydney? She seems to be only probably just going in, in Sydney, yeah. but a lot of her winners are Lismore, Doom and Eagle If I can Fire. be critical about these sorts of uh, trainers these days, I just think she's just trying to grow a bit too quick. Um, you know, how can you have your eye across five, six, seven different stables in two, three different states? Um, and, I'm, you know, as I heard during the week, uh, they're, they're building 400 boxes at Scone or 200 Jeez. boxes at Scone, and apparently they've got, uh, you know, Ma and... Nisham earmarked for 100 each. So, yeah, I, I don't 
if I if I trained or if I had a horse, I would never give it to any any of these trainers that you know sort of aren't centralized factory, and, factory. and have the yeah. I, I would never give a horse to any of these stables. I, I find it hard to really line up a lot of their horses, but they do tend to give a lot more attention to their top liners, and they're the ones that seem to be more consistent. So you definitely take them seriously in bigger races. It's just when, like you say, when they're sort of the horses that are going out wide, do they really care about them? Or have they slipped through the system? I think a lot of horses are, uh, are, are could be placed better in in more boutique side of stables as well. But um, you know, if you're training winners, it's uh, she's definitely not uh, t- t- a bad trainer or anything like that. I just, I just, I just don't like the way they do things. I just don't think it's um, ideal for all of their horses that, that go through their system. So a lot of things are, are missed that that wouldn't be in in uh, stables that are more boutique. Okay, wooden stakes. So Dutch play there, learning to fly and uh, cigar flick and a little bit of a uh, rant. Oh, sorry, I, I sort of baited him and sort of I got my fish there. Race eight is the expressway stakes and we've got a oh, big field, line runners here. Golden Mile's the favourite. I nearly fell over when I saw the price, $2.20. Forbidden Love, $2.80. Uh, Mara Mia. Jesus, it's shortened up. What's Ma- going on there? Maramia, $4.20. Pizarro, $10. Nicoloni, V2. Gee, I tell you, this horse goes around a lot and it goes around at short odds all the time. $20, much, much better. $61. Uh, and forget about the rest. Uh, Maria Mia is the horse we're going to have a look at. And uh, last start replay against uh, Space War. Yeah, there are a few bad rides here. Um, this horse shouldn't have been able to win this race first up doing what it did and um, it's a perfect horse that Joe Pride's got hold of, a talented horse that he just puts his polish on and adds a length or two at uh, to, you know, and it's, what has it had? 34 starts. It's, it's quite insane how how good Joe Pride is at, at getting horses at this stage of their career and, and adding a length or two to them. Uh, this horse has just got a perfect sense of timing, whether you say it was a bit lucky to win there or you, didn't, you thought Spacewalk was unlucky or uh, anything you could pretty much say about that race, this horse still sort of sat wide for the majority of it was first up and um, and stuck its head out on the line. So uh, the positives here are that it's it's got that run under its belt. Um, I'm I'm with you. I think Golden Mile when you go through its form, uh, the depth of it is is very very questionable. Uh, communist elliptical. You go back, it sort of it was its run was okay in the the Golden Rose uh, Machilate. All of that form's pretty. Pretty steady. Uh, Kaboo handled it really easily, but it was a good run that day uh, at, at uh, Rose Hill. Uh, what, what's it going to do here? Where's it going to be in the run? I wish Kawadi wasn't in the race, Kawadi. Jimmy Innes is just a bit of a wild card you don't need. I think if he wasn't in the race, and there's got to be a chance that it scratches, surely. I know Anthony Cummings is probably not the one to scratch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He does like having a shot at the title. It's a hard fit horse in a race that looks pretty steady on paper. So he'll probably go around. But uh, I'd love to see Maria Mia get across outside them here. And uh, if it's sat outside, say, Forbidden Love, and actually when you think about it, Kawadi's probably a bigger problem to Forbidden Love than it is to Maria Mia. So if they get jetting along and it lobs right in behind them third, which is is a strong possibility, uh, I, f- I think this horse will run really well. It is obviously an afterthought. Uh, $4.20 is a little bit scary. I thought it was sort of six six fifty um, when I was, uh, sent it through last night and that was sort of more appealing. But I definitely definitely couldn't back Golden Mile no matter what. If what what happens is I, I suspect Golden Mile will drift and so I'd say if it starts. It, it'll say, be anchored by McDonald. Yeah, well, but you've not found it and 
I'm not saying that no. I have much effect on the market, but I, a lot of people think on similar lines as probably you and me and others. They'd be looking for sort of three dollars if it got to say three fifty. Can it win for sure? But would you, would could you take a- shorter than each way odds? Absolutely not. Not um, so you need five dollars, something like that to 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 think because that's what he's in. But he's not a horse that's uh, flashy. Twelve hundred meters around Rose Hill first up. Big query, is it? Yeah, yeah. Like he, this is as good as it gets for a horse like this, as in it's uh, such a such a weak weight for age. Um, 1200 meter race but uh the other horse that is very interesting like forbidden love what do you do with it uh, obviously a couple of preps back it just was airborne on the wet tracks it gets the sting out here but uh, and that trial what was it was it a lawnmower trial or was it a, a horse that's back on on deck and and back in the groove i don't know um when are we going to find out you know at about the 200 meter mark on saturday i don't it's a horse that could easily win this race um or easily puncture and 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 finish unplaced. So what I like about it is that Maria Mia, we've seen what it's got. We've seen that Joe's had it for a prep now. Uh, last prep certainly improved the horse, came back with a, a really good win in what, you know, the Dehorn Unicorns airborne before that. It got a sore back there, but certainly this horse still put it away. I think Midwest was hard fit. Uh, you know, it's coming out of a benchmark 88 to a weight for age race. You nearly laugh looking at that, but... Uh, even the King of Sparta form before the spell is not, not terrible for this race. I just see this horse getting too nice a run, really uh, solid type that's going to be very hard to beat. It's, you know, it's just, she's just a really competitive mare that's, I think, still on the up with this new stable, even though she's 34 starts into a career. I think this is, you know, her chance to, to knock off a Group 2 race, uh, even though, you know, it's, it's only a Group 2 race on paper. Mm, it's an interesting one with Golden Mile because I think James Cummings in the press said he was actually nearly going to take it to the Australia Stakes. So if he was going to do that, that was a race that probably wasn't suited at. So that suggests to me that the first up run is going to be Piper Ritmer. And I think his guineas is, um, well, I think the Australian guineas in March is the target race. Mm. So mile over Flemington will be his go. So I, I think this horse will be a mile away from being cranked up and he might go through races like the CF4 or Futurity on his way to uh, that sort of scenario. So uh, I think he's a great lay at the price, and I think you could, yeah, you could. Start. He just didn't scream out like he, he didn't scream out as a wait for age star on the rise, did he? Like he, he's not. He, he was didn't scream right out like a long there. row, or he, yeah, exactly. He was just he was really well placed. That last race was horrendous. Whatever that thing was, that calendar Presnell was. It used to be called the Bondi. I know it was a million dollar race, but it was just terrible. Um, didn't he fall in that day? That yeah, a- the Caulfield Guineas. You know, like what was that? Elliptical probably should have won that one. Yeah, I did, was that, that, just was what that was that it? He was in the perfect spot. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what he is yet. I don't know how strong all that three-run form is. And as you said, like it may win this race because it's purely by default. You know, if, if Forbidden loves Cactus and Maria Me is just a Saturday horse, which is all she is really on paper. Like she's a, a listed Group Three probably horse on on form. Um, is that good enough to win this race, or is you know it's Golden Mile? It's just, it's it's a bit of a nothing race, but I thought sort of five six dollars Maria Maria was okay. Four dollars twenty again. It's a bit bit like the other race. There's not a lot of meat on the bone, but um, don't be scared to play away from the the faves if you think you've got an angle. Just because it does look like she could get annoyed by Jimmy Innes, there could be an opportunity there for a for an upset in this race for sure. Pizarro is not really a horse that I tend to to find, but it's a sort of horse that's a bit sneaky here, isn't it? Like Pizarro, wait for age, like seriously, but. Um, it's a pretty weak group too. Yeah, you can just sneak along behind them and, and expose and 200-metre sprint. It's, it's just one of those races. 
Right, if you think John's uh, talking a lot of sense, you can check out more of his action at racingwatch.com.au. So if you're full sicko mode, you can get into the Discord channel and talk about racing 24-7. Some of the blokes in there just don't sleep. Uh, I think there's a couple on their bucks weekend this weekend, so a bit of a shout out to those guys. Uh, they're going crazy. And then if uh, you don't want any head noise and just want the uh, alerts, make sure you head to the uh, the Telegram group. And you can just get the uh, the best bets just rolling in. What through about them. that fella? Like they're backing up off a big night onto the boat. Yeah, that can't be a good daily double. Ah, oh, seasick galore on the hangover. Oh, and the old uh, the old skipper trick. They they give you a can of solo if you're hungover, and all the sugar in the solo and the rocking of the boat, you just power spew straight away. So oh, so that's the idea shots. is to get it out. Yeah, um, yeah. I've seen a couple of blokes stitched up and just go absolutely green when they go. Hey, how are you feeling today? Oh no, I just need a just need a drink before we start drinking beers again. They give them a solo and then bang, it just like poof, just comes out. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, so I don't know about uh, jumping on a boat uh, on a box. I think I'd rather be on terra firma there. With DK, get out with DK. Get on the big boat. At least you don't feel like you're rocking and rolling too much. DK's airborne on the cruise. He'll be back next week. Uh, time for. Donnie's best. G'day, gents. Donnie's here with the best bet for this weekend's racing. We're going to Sunshine Coast on Saturday. The best bet comes up in race one, number four, Aristella. It trialled very good before it raced in its first start on the Magic Millions Day in the 900-metre debutante race. It was that heavy track the day it got caught off. It missed the start and got a long way out of its ground. It still running into some of the best late sectionals, the fastest last 200 of the race. I like the wide draw here with Tegan taking the ride. I think that means they'll roll forward from the wide gate. If they end up on speed, it's a moral to run a play. So I'm happy to back this horse each way. It's about $7 now with top sport, so it seems a nice each way play. Sunshine Coast, race one, number four, Aristella on Saturday. Good luck, boys. Completely sick here. And it's gone, what, 900 to 1,200 metres. 900 to 1,200 outside draw at the Sunshine Coast with the longest straight in the world. Up you go, Donnie. He's a thrill seeker. And he wants it to go from going back in the 900 and running on to going forward in the 1200. Those sorts of things. Start shaking. He was a bit unlucky on Saturday. He hopped an Aiden Thompson. uh, Beauty. Absolute special if you go back. and uh, Capitan De Cedar was the horse last Saturday. I think it was at Gatton. Go and have a look at that replay and tell me that horse wasn't Gatton. Just dead as a doormat. It was a shocker. I just don't know. That's the beauty. Well, I don't know. Queensland racing and just out wide racing, it sends you guys literally off off the deep end because you just don't know if they're given a quiet run or it's just pure jockey incompetence. Yeah, and you're trying to preempt before the race what you're going to cop to. So it's, uh, oh. you know, you've got to get you've got to be thick skinned and, and oh. stay out of a lot of races that look dicey because if you think it's there's like a fifty percent chance of dicey, it's probably closer to ninety. Yes, and um, yeah, it's 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 not. It's not getting easier in the country provincials at the moment, but uh, very scary. It is what it is because there's still gaps there, like there's still opportunities. You just got to be patient. You do patient, patient, patient. Have a bit of luck. All right, let's have a look at Top Sports Steam. Uh, we'll zip through the Australia Day because we'll probably get the show out before uh, all these bets sort of go off anyway. So the first one is Sand and Race Four Number Ten Elderberry, a uh, thousand at uh, seven dollars here, and I I, I like the addition now four eighty. That's huh? a, that's a that's a revelation. Yeah, you like that? I like it. Mm, so that's an interesting one, and that one's from the Freeman Yard. Ben Mellum's on. Is that a two-year-old? Yeah, well, it's back out to uh, five fifty. 
So it's uh, seven dollars into four eighty back out to five fifty. Just to update. That. Is it in the? Super, is it against low. the instructor? or Is it in the other one? Race four. No, nah, it's against uh, a ditty. That's Gaze as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gaze got a lot going around at the moment, and she's doing really well. Yeah, it's a bit uh, of Gay versus Friedman there today. It's in, I think uh, maybe Jimmy Cummings, James Cummings, has got a couple in as well. Race five, number four, Regal Pom five hundred at uh, eight dollars now for sixty. Yeah, not one of my sort of horses. It's a pretty, uh, it's a horse that needs a lot to go its way to to, to win races, but it's uh, it is strong, so you know, not going to knock it too much. Pretty open race. Here's a great bet: Santa race six, number four, Dragonstone, three fifty at ten. So why'd you only have three fifty on it, your weak dog? Not just betting there. Six fifty now. I think I think it's seven fifty's long gone too. It's um, yeah, I think. Everyone's nailing down that Star Patrol may be a little bit vulnerable today, and uh, it and what's the other horse called the card or something on the lead. On the lead. On the lead, uh, maybe nice and strong late there. So that's a, it's a nice betting race, but uh, ten dollars certainly looked very attractive. Saturday, Rose Hill Race Nine, number two, Major Artie, sixteen hundred at four dollars twenty. Yeah, I think it. that's the race where there's eight horses that are dual accepted or better that are in at least two places. So. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely won't even look at that race uh, until it's uh, finalised. But um, he's, he's going well enough. He looks like he's returned well, nice and strong. Another uppercut horse, which uh, when I didn't buy him at the sales for about 35000 or something, when oh, no. I think we had him priced at one fifty. But uh, anyway, another another uppercut. We battle on. Mm. All right. So that's uh, race nine. You've got uh, Bold Max, Saigon, Niffler, and a few others in there. So, oh, well, I think we've been um, – Positive enough on this show. A couple of drive-by shootings. Me trying to get the uh, SA replay uh, trials onto the racing.com. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. gave Annabelle a little half. Yeah, it's, it's weird like what you say. It's just, it's just little things like that. It makes such big differences. There's a horse. I was doing the form for Emerald or whatever you say, a couple of races. and But the horses had trialled at Rocky. Some of the trials are in Racing Queensland sites. Some aren't. The rest are on Callaghan Park website, which is Rocky Race Club. So they're available. They're there. They're just not on the main site. So all you have to do is give whoever's in charge of Callaghan Park's website the link to upload them to the main site. Everybody's happy. Like same thing with racing.com and Adelaide. If someone's going to the trouble to to put them up. Yeah. You just want bulk exposure for bulk betting. You just want it easy as possible for everybody to become more involved in in every way, shape, or form, to become immersed in racing, don't you? So you don't want to make it difficult. That you have to. Have, you can have one website instead of six. Let us bet. I'll bet. bet. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll give them what they want. Yeah, give them what they want. More information, more confidence. I nearly rang you and I little put a message into you and Donnie and said we should go to Bow Desert today, but it's just a nightmare with all these meetings at Australia. I want to go to. I wanted to go to Bow Desert. No traffic today. on the road. We could be there. We could be there. It's too late now. What have you done? I've still got to worry. We've got too many. There's just too many meetings. It's better. Yeah, it's too true. much form to do. I still forget what day it is. A little Thursday, boat desert it? road trip. Donnie didn't want to have it with 20 beers. I laugh with these. Everything's shut today. Why? We don't shut. Today's a busy day. Oh, how's your holidays been? Like you, or quiet time. My <laughs> God, are you serious? This is, the, this is the time of year when it's yeah, extra meetings everywhere and, and PVL it never has a day off. Never has a day off PVL. He likes at least two meetings a day every day. Outstanding. So we'll bet on him. Mm. Just let us bet. All right, hopefully we've uh, found you guys a couple of winners and uh, given you a couple of tips along the way to bet smarter, bet more patiently and uh, have a bit more of a clue and look outside the obvious. So that's what we're here to try and do. And a big thanks to Top Sport Punning Form and uh, the Comics Lounge, uh, all essential items in life. Need to do form, need a bookie, you need to have a giggle. You do, you do. You need to laugh in this game. Um, yeah, it clears a few of the cobwebs, that's for sure. Don't buy any imaginary horses. We'll see you next week. Oh, my week. God. <laughs>